0: Introducing Christianity to Mormons, a new book by Mormonism Research Ministry Eric Johnson and published by Harvest House Publishers is a resource that will help you share your faith with Latter-day Saint friends and loved ones. Order your copy of Introducing Christianity to Mormons at MRM.org. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism.
1: Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. With me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Yesterday, we began looking at a conference message that was given by a 70, a man by the name of Elder J. Devin Cornish. He began his talk by telling a story about when he was a young doctor and he was in an intern program and how he was feeling very frustrated and not very confident in himself when a senior resident put a hand on his shoulder saying that how proud he was of what he was doing and that basically changed his life he didn't feel he was good enough to be the doctor that he wanted to be and how this just encouraged him and blessed him and how he wants to pass on this encouragement to his listeners in this general conference message. And so he goes on to, to say that none of us could ever earn or deserve our salvation, but it is normal to wonder if we are acceptable before the Lord, which is how I understand these questions, he said. And that is a common question that we find when we talk with Latter-day Saints. Am I good enough? And they almost look at us, Eric, when we say that we feel that we are qualified for What we believe to be exaltation certainly doesn't come with godhood or anything like that, but to be in the presence of our God after we die in this life. When we say that to Latter-day Saints, they look at us as if we're boasting and we're bragging because in their worldview, they're assuming that we've accomplished what they think they're supposed to accomplish. And that's not what we're saying at all. And I think it's important when we are talking with our LDS friends To make sure they understand that, that we don't have this confidence in being saved because of anything that we have done. It's all because of what Jesus has done for us. There is nothing we can add to the all-sufficiency of Christ's sacrifice on the cross at Calvary. But one thing that Mr. Cornish does in his talk is I think he kind of exposes where this problem really lies. And that's on the local level. As well, as I would say, it also is on the overall level from the general authorities and what they preach in general conference. And what I mean by that is even though he's going to try and make people feel better in hoping and trusting in the fact that they are qualified, that they are good enough to be exalted, there are other statements in this very general conference that would have robbed a person from having that assurance. So there's a lot of confusing messages going on in Mormonism to this very day. You have some that are teaching a more traditional understanding of what is required for exaltation. And then you've got guys like Devin Cornish, who I think are teaching a message that is in contradiction to what leaders of the past had said. And we're going to get into that. But now he's going to talk about some of the feelings that people have in the Mormon church just when they attend a regular church service.
2: He says, sometimes when we attend church, we become discouraged even by sincere invitations to improve ourselves.
1: Now, let me stop you there. Why would you be discouraged when you're given a sincere invitation to improve yourself as a Latter-day Saint? Because that's the context that he's talking about. He's talking about a Sunday morning message. And he says, Sometimes when we attend church, we become discouraged, even by sincere invitations to improve ourselves. Why would you be discouraged by a sincere invitation to improve yourself? I have nothing to fear when my pastor gives a talk on sanctification and how I should live a life that glorifies my Lord. Yes, I understand that. But why would that cause a Latter-day Saint discouragement? Come on, folks. It's because they are told that if they don't improve themselves, if they don't become better tomorrow than they were today, then they are not going to qualify for that exaltation they seek. That's why they know full well that becoming this good person or being good enough is something that they are to strive for, because works are essential in Mormonism for exaltation. That's why they become discouraged, and I would think any Mormon hearing this would know exactly why they're discouraged. It's not just about being a better person, it's about being good enough to qualify for exaltation.
2: And it's all about the impossibility of doing everything that they're supposed to do. And the Latter-day Saints generally know what they're supposed to do, and they also know that they're not doing it. In fact, as he goes on in his talk, he says, we think silently, quote, I can't do all these things, end quote, or, quote, I will never be as good as all these people, end quote perhaps we feel much the same as I did in the hospital that
1: night. And the hospital, of course, refers to what I said earlier of how he was feeling discouraged. Now, let me go back to this point about becoming discouraged, Eric. And I mentioned how in this very general conference, Mormons were given a very traditional message as far as what was required of them as Latter-day Saints. Let's look at that right now before we go on. And it was a, it was a comment made in a talk given by quentin cook quentin cook is an apostle in the mormon church and on page 40 in this same edition of ensign magazine and this is the november 2016 edition quentin cook gave a talk called valiant in the testimony of jesus what did he say in the first paragraph of that talk
2: eternal life is the greatest gift of god and is bestowed on those who quote keep god's commandments and endure to the end, end
1: quote. Now, how many commandments do you think Quentin Cook was implying when he said that? I some of them?
2: That. No, not some.
1: No, I don't think any Latter-day Saint takes it as meaning that you only need to keep some of them. So when Quentin Cook says that eternal life, otherwise known as exaltation, being the greatest gift of God and bestowed only on those who, what? Keep God's commandments and endure to the end.
2: But so all of the commandments, and how often, Bill...
1: All the time. All the time. Any Latter-day Saint knows that. And I don't think Quentin Cook is saying anything here that's not traditional Mormonism.
2: And then he continues and says, On the other hand, eternal life with our Heavenly Father is denied those, quote, who are not valiant in the testimony of Jesus,
1: end quote. And he says there are a number of stumbling blocks to our valor that can prevent us from reaching the goal of eternal life. Stumbling blocks can be complex, he said. Quentin Cook is spelling it out the way it's been spelled out throughout the history of the Mormon Church. So that raises the question again, what is J. Devon Cornish trying to tell people When he assures them that they are going to be good enough and they will make it, you will only be qualified to make it if you were doing exactly what Quentin Cook said in another conference message that same weekend. You have to keep God's commandments and endure to the end.
2: In fact, not just that same weekend, but just two talks after this.
1: And Quentin Cook went on to say, we are committed to knowledge of every kind and belief. The glory of God is intelligence, but we also know that the preferred strategy of the adversary is to lead people away from God and cause them to stumble by emphasizing the philosophies of men over the Savior and his teachings. And a lot of the times when we are talking with Latter-day Saints about the predicament that we feel they are in when it comes to their eternal exaltation as they understand it, We cite from their own scripture the Book of Mormon, the Doctrine and Covenants, the Pearl of Great Price. Isn't this where you're going to find, from the eyes of a Latter-day Saint, the Savior and his teachings? Isn't this where you're going to find the Savior's teachings? Or in the Book of Mormon and in the Doctrine and Covenants? A Mormon would say, well, certainly we should. Well, if you go to the Book of Mormon and you go to the Doctrine and Covenants, you don't find this kind of assurance freely handed out that just because you're trying to do your best or you're sincere, what does that even mean? That somehow everything is going to be okay and you're going to be good enough. And that's kind of the message I'm getting when I read J. Devin Cornish's talk here titled, Am I Good Enough and Will I Make It?
2: Shouldn't what the... Leaders of the church say at general conference be in conjunction with what the standard works are saying. Because if they're not, then why do we even have them? In fact, there are a couple of talks in this general conference that talk about the Book of Mormon. In fact, one quotes from Joseph Smith the Book of Mormon is the most correct book on earth, and a man could get closer to God by abiding by its precepts than by any other book. I don't see where personal opinion of living prophets and
1: apostles can trump what the standard works are about, and especially the Book of Mormon. But here's this confusion, though, Eric. In Mormonism, when these leaders speak, like in general conference, Mormons are supposed to assume that that's God speaking through them. Now, I think that's a horrible assumption to make, and I can defend that merely by the fact that it was a conference message where Brigham Young taught that Adam was God. And certainly Mormons don't believe that today, and if you were to believe that today, you would probably be reprimanded. So you can see the dilemma that a lot of Latter-day Saints find themselves in when they're trying to know, what is it that God is expecting of me? He goes on.
2: He says... Please, my beloved brothers and sisters, we must stop comparing ourselves to others. We torture ourselves needlessly by competing and comparing. We falsely judge our self worth by the things we do or don't have and by the opinions of others.
1: Would that include the opinion of a bishop? Mm. Uh, i'm just throwing it in there because he's the one that brought up about attending church and this mm-hmm. is where a lot of people are going to hear these things about what they need to do to improve themselves and to be good enough for exaltation so what about the opinion of a bishop and that would mean a lot to a latter-day saint because if a bishop is saying or hinting that you're not good enough a mormon's going to take that seriously
2: And he goes on and says, if we must compare, let us compare how we were in the past to how we are today, and even to how we want to be in the future. The only opinion of us that matters is what our Heavenly Father thinks of us. Please sincerely ask him what he thinks of you. He will love and correct, but never discourage us. That is Satan's trick.
1: When he says the only opinion of us that matters is what our Heavenly Father thinks of us, exactly, but where where do you find what God thinks of you? Wouldn't you find it in your written scripture? And if the written scripture makes it sound like you're not qualified, then isn't that what Heavenly Father thinks of you? Now, why would you be discouraged when he talks about attending church and becoming discouraged even by sincere invitation to improve yourselves? I'm sure that a lot of the bishops that are speaking on Sunday mornings or anyone else who speaks on Sunday morning are probably turning to their own scriptures to support the views that they're presenting. But yet, Cornish is telling us that Heavenly Father loves and corrects us but never discourages us. That is Satan's trick. He seems to admit that there is a lot of discouragement, and I'm assuming that that discouragement is coming from the very verses that these people are using when they speak to the people on Sunday morning. Tomorrow, we'll continue looking at this talk by J. Devin Cornish, Am I Good Enough? Will I Make It?
0: Could your congregation benefit from a presentation that explains the differences between Mormonism and New Testament Christianity? MRM's Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson would be honored to come to your church. Whether it's a single crash course or a weekend symposium, hundreds of churches have benefited from their fully documented and easy-to-understand PowerPoint presentations. If you'd like to schedule MRM at your church, simply write us at contact at mrm.org. Again, that's contact at MRM dot org.